Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. Uh, as you can see, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we have a special guest with us today. Been a long time coming. We've been highly anticipating having the writer of Flash, Jeremy Adams, join us. Jeremy, thanks for taking the time. Hello. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is great. I feel yeah, very lucky. Rocky, Rocky is so, yeah, so over the moon to have you on. He's, he's such a, a huge fan of your, your Flash run. Oh, uh, myself as well. But in the interest of full disclosure, I gotta say that my flash is is Barry Allen. Not that I don't love Wally Who's West. That? No, I'm just. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I'm just joking. You know where is Barry Allen right now? I mean, that's, yeah. those are those are some of the questions that you'll probably want to know that I will not be able to tell you. Uh, we would never ask something so spoilery, but but let me let me ask you. I mean, obviously, you grew up reading comics. You're you're a fan. Do, do you prefer one o- over the other? Uh, uh, you know. It, what's so funny about it is that I prefer Wally just in terms of kind of the shenanigans and the silliness. And I've really grown to love him over the course of getting involved in writing him. Um, you know, obviously my first interaction with the flash is Barry Allen. Um, I'm not going to lie. I mean, as a young kid, I was trying to figure out what combination of chemicals would possibly make me go super fast, <laughs> uh, you know? And so, so, and in fact, I think, you know, it was that original Flash TV series. I mean, you got them in the Super Friends and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but the original Flash TV series with that Danielle music, like, yeah, yeah, and it was just yeah. so cool. And I, I really loved that. But it wasn't until I, at the age in which it was probably more formative, and even into the animated universe, that Wally West uh, really grew on me. And now it's like. I'm married with two kids. Wally's married with two kids. There's a lot of similarities there. There's a lot that I I I find myself loving about the character and feeling like I this is what I tell DC like every five minutes. I'm sure they're sick of me asking them like I can't this, this is not a once a month book. There's just too much. I mean, there's too much rogues, there's too many characters, there's too many family members. Like you know, to me, I feel like I would love to do it. I would love to do it weekly, but that's just me. Uh, but I, I am, um, I, I love Wally in a way because he's so different than most characters right now. Like, how many characters do you know have have a family? You know, in in the DC universe, and have kids, and they're not dead, and they're not, you know, that's not driving their vengeance or whatever. Um, it's kind of refreshing to me i mean he's probably the most you know mature of the even though he's he's silly and he's a dad or whatever but like he's the only one kind of living his life while still being a superhero well you've got two you got two daughters yourself do you not jeremy i do and how old are they are are they the same age as uh jay and irie how old are they i mean they're not twins but they're eight and five and they are they are pistols and obviously i I'm, i'm sure you've heard that like with the daughter, the particular issue that was um, uh, the one with Ira and Dr. Nightmare, that o- was only born out of the fact that like, I was on a call with my editor and I hung up and then my oldest daughter 
for like 45 minutes like dad this is what you should do and she just starts rambling and i'm like uh, well you should write a comic and then it's like no you should write a comic with me and so i i i, I called the editor and i said hey could could charlotte write a comic with me and at the time they said yes so we broke out the whiteboard we did three acts i got snacks and she started coming up with like dr nightmare and here are the drawings for the characters and all this stuff and it was so fun and then they told me uh they legally couldn't put her name on it which just crushed me but right i paid her I paid her <laughs> and, and she still like, I like instant capitalist. Like it was like, yeah. Oh, what? Huh? Like, you know, now she's, and then my five-year-old's like, when do I get to write a comic? And I'm like, Oh, you know, this is, this is a problem. But it was, it, yeah, she, I have two kids. And so some of the, the antics that they pull will probably make their way <laughs> into the book itself. Well, I, I got to tell you because the way that you script, I mean, it, I think you're, it's the perfect fit for Wally because like I say, you're a family man and the, the, this, the emphasis on family that's coming through on the flash is just, I mean, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. And the way, the way that you're juxtaposing the story of the flash in, in, in his, with his, with his adventures with JLL dark, JL dark against the clip. So with, with Irie and uh, Mac- Mackenzie, is it? No, Maxine. Maxine. Maxine right, Mac- I, I, yeah. And that's Maxine Baker. I mean, yeah. uh, that's, uh, I mean, that's just, that's just inspired. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, are, are their stories going to link at some point or are they, are they both on their own individual hero's journey, so to speak? Well, wait, uh, have you guys read, uh, 778 then? I, I have. Yes. And, okay. and we can yeah, talk about this. Everybody, yeah. Everybody that's listening. So this is dropping on the Thursday after 778 just yeah. came out. So you right. can talk about yes, it. Yes. So, it has been so, out for a, a, a couple of days. Yeah, so by the end of 778, we know that, um, uh, you know, canonically, they Jay had the ability to kind of sense danger with uh, his dad. And so right. now he knows that his dad's in trouble. Now, what comes of that, we'll find out in the next issue. But obviously, this is a longer, um, this, um, you know, started with the Glaive landing in uh, Central City and Eclipso taking over um, uh, a star, uh, star Eater. I, I, I'm like, I'm like blanking, but that's when it started. And a lot of questions that people had about, you know, Wally and his invulnerability to that and uh, Wally and Gemworld and all that stuff uh, will be answered. And then, yes, it's going to link up with Jay and Irie. That's going to be part of that. And and the solicits show the cover. I, covers always ruin things, but but uh, you know I would I would be a fool not to have that opportunity uh, to uh, do that. And and I think one of the things I wanted to do with Wally is uh, if you read Williamson's run, you know he was doing. I think it was a it was either a weekly or a bi monthly comic, and um, he was he had so many characters, and it was so uh, it all took place in like Central City and 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 Keystone, and I was just like. I really want to go Doctor Who with this. I really want to go crazy with it because, um, you know, I think the Flash is a hard character power set wise to write because he's so powerful. I mean, the honest truth is that here you have a guy that almost has an infinite amount of speed. So really, what's a guy with a boomerang going to be able to do to him? So I I think, you know, taking him out of his comfort zone, putting him in different worlds, having him fight magic, you know, different things like that is going to be uh, a real important part of the series. And also um, 
I like Linda and I like, you know, the kids. And we already hint at that Linda is trying to make a transition from being a journalist into something else. And I, I think that's going to play uh, into the book because we don't, I think we have enough love interests in the DC world that are all journalists, you know? And uh, so I think it'll be kind of fun to kind of go uh, without, I'm trying not like, what am I spoiling? Uh, like <laughs> go a little like Kathleen Turner romancing the stone with her a little bit, you know? And, oh, and, awesome and really give her something else. And, and by not the end of 778, but by the end of 779, um, there's a big, a big thing that we reveal with Linda. So there's, there's the, that's people will, will enjoy okay, that. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have to ask one question here. And, yeah. uh, Scott, and that is that Maxine, Maxine Baker yeah. is, <laughs> that is, am I, is it you are Buddy Baker's? That's Buddy Baker's that, that daughter. Animal right? Man's daughter. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So now I, I'm not asking you to give anything away, but no, I no, mean, no. she was she was Avatar of the Red at one point in, right, in the New right. Fifty Two, and I know that right. the, the DC Omniverse is still forming here. But you got yeah. something in the works with Maxine? Can we ex- expect some surprises with her I, character? I will tell you that I am like. Everything I do is is geared toward trying to force DC to give me another book. <laughs> oh, okay. Animal Man so, it is. You know, you know, the reality is that you have Maxine, um, who, you know, the the other Animal Man has always been a pretty heavy book in in some ways. And um I wanted to make Maxine kind of this is the oldest reference ever that no one watching this will get, but the Eddie Haskell, you know, the kind of like, Oh yeah. Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. And she's kind of, she's kind of like Tom Sawyer in a way, like she can get out of trouble. She's fast talking, whatever. But, um, we, it's, it's interesting because by seven seventy eight, you see that she has, well, I shouldn't say that if you watch the moments that she has moments of like, Oh, somebody's coming to the door or whatever, you will see in those frames uh, a cat, you know, you will see different things. So we're hinting at the fact that, you know, she might be a chip off the old block. And to me, if you got, you know, because the reality, like young justice is not that young anymore. (laughs) You know, they're like older. (laughs) And I'm like, well, who are the, who are the other, um, other heroes that exist that are kids. And so I've been playing around with that in my head. And it's not that I, it's not, I'm not doing a young justice, even if I beg them. Um, but um, I would love to do something with some kids. That would be really fun for me. I think. Yeah. Well, um, you did Teen Titans Go. You worked on Teen Titans Go. For yeah. Yeah. I helped uh, write uh, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans, uh, the, the movie. And obviously my, my background is in, mostly animation and it really started uh really my career started picking up doing lego d uh, directed dvd movies um lego flash lego shazam lego and lego shazam has one of the best jokes and it wasn't even for me it was my mentor named jim creek mm-hmm. and then we do this this total copy of superman the richard donner superman where perry white is like slapping down like the newspapers and it's like who is he what's his name look at that jaw it's like made out of marble maybe his name's captain marble you know and it was like it was the only time we could get close to Captain Marvel because they don't use it anymore, which right. drives me nuts too. Um, so yeah, uh, so I, I think I have a predilection for that. But obviously, um, you know, the Flash to me 
is a book that you're not going to get in trouble if your mom catches you reading it. You know, <laughs> like this is a family book. This is a, a book geared for everybody, um, which I, you know, my personally think that there's not enough books like that. Um, yeah. I think that, Agreed. you know, if, if comics aren't careful, they're going to age out their audience. And, um, and I think it's important to make, you know, all different types, because I, I guarantee you with the upcoming flashpoint beyond that is not a kid book. And so that's going to be a different, you know, a different tenor and a different uh, vibe for, for what I've done in comics, but I've only, I've only been doing comics next or when this drops, it'll only be one year. I mean, that'll be my first year doing comics. So, yeah, I mean, you had a couple things in, in, yeah, I was going to say you have a couple things in, in future state that we'll, we'll touch on later. But the other thing I wanted to, to mention about flash, you talk about making a, you know, family book and the ideas that you have, I can completely understand why you would want to do it weekly because you have so many ideas. Cause here's the thing about the flash. Like you were talking about how, how powerful he is. It isn't just that he's got an infinite amount of speed, his ability to, to travel to all the different parts of the multiverse, the omniverse, which is such a huge thing right now with what Joshua Williamson is doing. We, we yeah. had, you know, the, the button before, during Josh's run with rebirth, there's still a lot of unanswered questions. That's gotta be challenging as well, because at, at some point, you know, like for example, the upcoming, um, War for Earth three, where I, I I don't know how much you're involved in that, um, but well, it's got to be a challenge because at the, at any point it can be like okay, there's this really big multiversal thing going on because of who Wally is, his book has to be involved, and that can you know not derail your plans, but you've got to make room for that, right? That's got to be challenging. Yeah, that is it is super challenging, and it's it's also super challenging because. Um, you know, you, you have so many masters above you and there's like a bunch of ideas that I have that I'm like, I'm like so desperate about, you know, mm -hmm. ideas that like, I, I, like when I think it was 769, I think it was uh flash 769, which is like the second flash book I did with gold beetle. And there's a moment where <laughs> Wally whispers something to gold Beetle's ear. And it's like, I haven't even paid that off. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like a mystery box that I know what I want to do and I'm desperate to do it. I just got to convince people to let me do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a lot of me convincing. And then suddenly they'll go, you know, you'll get on this, this momentum and then they will be like, Hey, uh, world war, you know, war for earth three. And that was something that originally it was, I was going to be involved in and then I wasn't going to be involved in and now I'm involved in again. So, you know, it's, it's going to still connect. That issue is definitely going to be, um, well, it's, it's written by me. Uh, my mm -hmm. issue will be, and, um, it will, it will, it'll be a flash book that has some connection to what's happening with that, uh, with Robbie's book and Tim's book. So with suicide squad and teen Titans, uh, Academy, but you, you can enjoy tell working, you enjoy working with those guys. Has it been has it been a fun collaboration? Well, Tim and I are really good friends, and we've been we started in Justice League Action together. That's where we had met each other. This really great action uh, cartoon series, if, you know, that was on like seven a.m. Cartoon Net Network just kind of <laughs> scuttled it. But it's a fantastic series if you ever get a chance to see it. I had this one. Mr. Miracle episode where I made Mr. Miracle more like, um, I was like, what if uh, Mr. Miracle was like Jeff Goldblum as a mag magician, you know, like he's really, <laughs> he's a, yeah. And he, he was just really <laughs> peculiar and, and, you know, 
getting on Batman's cape because Batman grabbed his cape. He's like, the cape code. What about the cape code? You know, like all these weird things. Uh, It's a real fun series that Tim and I met each other on. And then Tim and I had been working. uh, If you look at the kind of output of the Warner animation group, um, Tim had done long Halloween one and two and um, a Batman or a Superman. And then I had done, you know, Batman soul, the dragon and JSA and, um, some other ones coming up, uh, which is exciting. There's a bunch of, a bunch of movies coming up. So Tim and I know each other really, really well. So him and I are easy to work with each other. Um, Robbie's really great. And Robbie worked on supernatural though. I didn't know him when I was at supernatural, but super nice guy, really talented. Um, so he had a really big idea for this thing and, and it's cool to be able to, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a huge nerd, man. Like I'm a huge <laughs> fanboy. So like the fact that we're sitting here talking about this, the, that I'm looking at myself when I was eight and I just had every comic that I thought was worth something up on the wall, pinned to the wall. You know, it was always like the foil <laughs> yeah. cover or like I would yeah. get the number ones and they would be like impact comics, the fly. It's like, <laughs> no one cares about this, but it was a number one. It goes on the wall, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and so to think that like all that stuff, uh is now they're letting me write something it's been really awesome so i'm hoping that a i can write more books um i would love to get into like uh independent like my own my own comic books at some point mm-hmm. but comics are ex- comics are an expense expensive endeavor you know and yeah. they're expensive to buy i mean let's, let's, I, that's the other thing that drives me nuts i'm yeah. like oh Bring back the spinner racks. Let's let's, right. let's let's get these prices down for people. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't know what we're talking about, but I just derailed because I'm hyper. Well, that's- let, let me ask you this: Is uh, you, you say you're good friends with Tim Sheridan? No. Uh, I know uh, Jay, Jay and Irie uh, sort of made a quick appearance at Teen Titans Here's Academy. That. Can we expect them yeah. to be students at Teen Titans Academy, or is that just uh, was no. that just a cameo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I I I don't know. Um, Tim's plans for the Academy going forward. I mean, Tim, this is what's so funny is Tim to a degree is the one that is carrying his book is the one that directly ties into future state in a way that I think a lot of people just kind of like swept future state aside. So what's really cool about what Tim's doing is he is playing a very long game with his story. And it really started in Teen Titans uh, Future Future State. And and also uh, my book, The Black Adam Future State, tied in to uh, the Shazam book because you had young Black Adam appear. Because right. when Black Adam gets sent back through time, uh, we came up with this cockamamie idea that Black Adam would be young, yeah. <laughs> but he would have all the knowledge of his future self. And the whole point is that he needs to stop the unkindness which is a character I created for Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans, <laughs> the movie. So it's all very convoluted. I mean, maybe someday somebody will read the trades and go, oh, this all makes sense. But uh, I didn't know but, that. I didn't know the unkindness originated in Teen Titans Go, really? Wow. Yes. Yeah, so so I, I was brought in to, and we were sitting there with Raven in the Teen Titans uh, Go universe. And she has to do a bunch of stuff. And I was talking to the director and, and I, I go, do you know what a, a group of ravens are called? And he's like, 
you know, everybody says a murder. I was like, no, those are crows. Those are crows. You know, a, a group of ravens is called an unkindness. And so she ends up swallowing all her versions and becomes a super, you know, powerful kaiju. And so we're like, oh, this would be cool when we're talking about future state. It's like something that is absorbing everything in the universe. And then it, it gave us a good kind of palette to, to A, you know, do the Black Adam stuff, which was interesting. But of course, for me, I I was stunned they let me do Gold Beetle. I thought, oh, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no way they're going to let me do a, you know, a derivation on my, on two of my favorite characters ever. And she's going to just be completely wonky, you know, total bananas. And that's kind of, uh, she's kind of the river song of my uh, Flash series, you know, but she's super, she's like the river song in terms of like, I w ideally it would be cool if Flash met her out of time and then uh, different time zones. And then um, I have, I have big plans for her. I love her. I, I think she's funny. It's, it's, it's sort of like in Robbie's Suicide Squad when he started using Ambush Bug. It's like, oh my gosh, it's such a release to be able to have a character like that to total play with things but wally's pretty funny too i mean but wally's much more like me which is like dad humor like dad right. jokes you know he's always going to have kind of a grin on his face even when he's getting beat to death you know but um because and part of that is because you know the history of the character is um you know tragedy for you know and i and i and i say that but it's really only been a year that i've been writing wally and before that, you know, he, he had just had tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. And so my thing was like, if I just don't kick the dog, it'll be great. Like, you know, if I, if I just, if I keep Wally up and, you know, keep his family intact. And, and I always say it as like a, both a threat and an incentive. I'm like, listen, as long as I'm riding him, he's not going to die. He's going to be great. I can't say the same if the sales drop and they kick me off the book. You never know what will happen to Wally, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's interesting because that, that first arc, you're talking about, you know, wanting to pay things off. And obviously Gold Beetle shows up. And, I mean, Fernando Passron did a fantastic job on the, the designs for those future Superman. And, and you, you, just, you can just tell you guys had a lot of fun in that Black Adam book. And, yeah, yeah Gold Beetle is, is fantastic. But we, we had seen somewhat of a redemption for Wally in the yep. uh, in the flash forward miniseries but but when you came on that 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 first arc you did where he's bouncing through time again <laughs> not to beat a dead horse here but so many eras of things that you could ex explore you know you established yep. so much i'm sure you have tons of ideas to go back to those particular eras with uh with wally but it was in a lot of ways a, a redemption story because at the end he ends up jumping to that that scene that iconic scene in uh from tom taylor uh tom King rather's um, Heroes yeah, in uh, Crisis. Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. So, you know, even though there had been, you know, an attempt to redeem, well, it wasn't to that point, you know, because again, right. Rocky's a giant, oh. giant uh, Wally West fan. You deserve a medal for that issue. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank he, you. He, he, was, he was over the moon with like, okay, yeah, we had flash forward, kind of, kind of half assed the redemption of, but when that, you know, when your arc ended, when your arc paid off, he was like, yeah. that's it. Wally's redeemed. He's back. Uh, and it's, <laughs> I, could, I could move on. I could move on. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gave, you gave Rocky closure, but it sort of ties into a line that we just had in, in this week's uh, issue where Wally himself tells Dark Opal, he says, he asks like, who are you? 
And Wally, in his own words, he even knows it. It's kind of meta. He's like, I am hope. Yeah. <laughs> I am the hope yeah. of, of the DC. You So as a, as a Wally guy, like how satisfying was it for you to finish that first arc and really, truly, you know, explain was, that, man, this wasn't Wally's fault. Right. I mean, the funny thing is Williamson had kind of explained the cover-up not being his fault, but it was very brief. I think it was, I think it was Reverse Flash had set it to Barry rather than Wally, but I'm not entirely, I, there's a lot. But uh, what was really satisfying for me was when they asked me, I got a call and it was like, hey, would you be interested in writing The Flash? Do you have any ideas? And I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have ideas? You know, here, you know, let's do this. We can do Quantum Leap. Let's, I had a thousand ideas. The first idea was crazy, by the way. It was like, they stopped me from doing it, but it was basically that um, uh, Wally shows up at the house and uh or or linda is with wally and the kids and there's a knock at the door and it's wally west and he's like i've been trapped in the speed force i don't know who that guy is wow. and uh and and they were just like okay you're coming out of the gate really <laughs> I, was, I was like no man it'd be awesome and i had this great uh, you know backstory stuff but so then so but but part of it when addressing wally for me was just that was obviously that's the elephant in the room. And I think, I think Heroes in Crisis is a great book. I just think, I just think it's hard for any of us when we love a character and to see that character do something that like you would think my character wouldn't do that. I mean, that that's mm -hmm. the whole crux behind Star Wars, right? Like it's, it's the thing that people are st arguing about Luke Skywalker. It's like, no, 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 Luke wouldn't do that. I don't understand, you know? So that's, and luckily I'm in the position I can kind of go, I don't understand that. <laughs> you know, <I'm> not, <laughs> so so it, it, part of it was like, I had to address that. And that was my on-ramp because it gave me a chance because I knew that also the different speedsters were doing different things. And um, I wanted to be able to touch on that and touch on the, how big the flash world is but when I got Fernando's pencils for the nine panel grid, uh, where it's, you know, just like Heroes in Crisis, except he's talking about hope and he's talking about dropping the rock and everything that um, Roy had, had taught him. I knew I was like, oh, my gosh, this feels really cool. This feels cool that and, you know, I, I begged them to let me have him save everybody, you know, and they were like, no. And I was like, but we'll give you Roy. I was like, fine, I'll take Roy. You know, I'll have that moment with Roy. And then, but then it was like, as I'm going through it, it's like, it became this, like, it became so emotional for Roy. Cause it was yeah. like him saying goodbye to Ollie and him, you know, uttering that he loves his daughter and like all this stuff. Yeah. And it was, it, it was it's really, good. yeah, it was really cool for me to be able to, to be a part of that. And the, and the pencils were, were unbelievable, you know? Um, so, it, you know, it, it was a bit of a moving target as we got close to it because um, Savitar, it, it, we knew there was going to be a big bad that that was coming out of it. But mm -hmm. I had a bunch of different ideas of different characters I wanted it to be. And so we ended up circling around it and then it ended up being Savitar, which made more sense at the end of the day. Um, but but like I said, I, I feel like the Flash is this. I, th I feel like it's this giant universe. I mean, there's I so many speedsters and there's so many characters and there's so many villains and there's so much mythology. And it's just, 
you know, if there's 15 bat books, you would think that, oh, there should be at least three, you know, like, wouldn't you want to see a Jay Garrick World War II? Just, that's it. Week in, week out, you know, like Jay Garrick in World War II, I would totally buy that, you know, or, uh, you know, I would love to see more of Bart. And, um, and, and because of that, I've, obviously, my issues have been much more like uh, uh, setting up what his life is like in Central City, his family. And then we go on these big like six issue stretches or three or four issue stretches for a bigger um, thing. And then we'll go back to kind of like small one-offs because I have some really fun ideas for one-offs and then go back to kind of serialize. And that's kind of how I want to, I want to push forward on it. But I also think there are things that I want to know, like, I want to know what is Wally's relationship with Wallace, you know, and um, that's something that I'm going to address coming up because I was like, wait, does, you know, because it, uh, everything matters and everything, you know, the, the universe yeah, yeah. is so intense and you're like, wait, but Wally is, Wallace is kind of a hiccup, but now he's the cousin of Wally and you're like, okay, you know, I need to have like a yeah. diagram to like figure it all out. And we haven't seen him in a while. We haven't seen Wallace in a while. Right. We haven't seen him in a while. He's been at uh, Teen Titans Academy. And I just thought, oh, man, you know, I would love to play with that character a little bit. I think one of the things I really love is to to use and look at characters that maybe aren't being used at, at like that much and seeing if I can play with them and, and see if there are things that make it pop. Like Mr. Terrific, uh, to me, I'm like, I'm just trying to make him, I'm pushing him to Buckaroo Bonsaiville. Like to me, it's yeah. like, he's not just a scientist. He's like this guy that has franchise, has like an oil franchise. Like, you know, he, he's, he's <laughs> not totally a Vulcan, uh, which everybody writes him kind of as a Vulcan. That's kind of his character. But I also was like, well, but, but give him a little bit of, you know, He's a rich dude. Like he can write yeah. a check. Yeah. You know, he has, I, I he said, has a as a, as a further compliment to you, I I know it. I noticed in Tom Taylor's uh, Nightwing number eighty eight, Flash and Mister Terrific showed up uh, yeah. there to help uh, Nightwing out. And uh, yeah. Tom Taylor, I thought, did a nice job capturing you, the voice that you have given. Uh, you did Wally. A great it job. Terrific. It was he a really me. good job. Yeah, he did a great job. He wrote me and he asked if if if. Uh, Flash could uh, join in the fun. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so it was really cool to be able to have him do that. But but back to your other question, Jason, was about all the thing you're paying off. Like he has a job at Mr. with Mr. Terrific and they're working on this temporal device and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, but now he has to go do this. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that. Now he's off world. And then it's, and then it's like, oh no. And, and then after that, we have to do a war for Earth 3. And then we have to do you know, a couple other things that the Justice League, did. just the Justice League is dead. Right. Tell me it's yeah. Barry Allen yeah. that dies and not Wally West. <laughs> uh, I Listen, I don't know, because when I look at those coffins, I don't see anybody with a flash symbol on it. Ooh, <laughs> well, good, good. That's good news. Yeah, I wouldn't expect well, like, I like Barry Allen too. Like, I think Barry, I wouldn't it be cool if you did like a, a two a month, you could have one that's Barry and one that's Wally. You know, I, I, it just seems... <laughs> Yeah, like again, again Rocky's like bear, whatever, Barry. Whatever. <laughs> but I, but to your point, I mean, there's just not enough room because you know you mentioned Quantum Leap. That's sort of what we got in that first arc with him yeah. jumping from time period to time period. But then, yeah, you we know it was Savitar, but you haven't been able to go back to that. Yeah. Uh, so well, it, it's, to be fair, uh, uh, 
Yeah, he's like, can I say? The avatar of it, like at the end, he gets sucked into a portal. And I was told that he was going to be, you know, show up somewhere else. And I'm like, okay, so I guess I don't have to worry about that, you know. <laughs> but people, so, so there's a little bit of like trying to connect the dots, like, okay, who's doing what? And then trying to reach out to them. And everybody's been incredibly nice. But I also feel like this is the first year where you feel like after all the hiccups, DC is like future state was a thing, you know, and, 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 and you need events for your book line, I think to keep people interested, but, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I want, I want it to mean something a little bit, you know? No, that's, that's, that's a hundred percent valid. And obviously uh, it did mean something. We talked about the redemption of Wally. Um, yeah. So when that dropped, it certainly seemed to me, that people were much more in the in the, the Rocky camp that they just loved it. So was the reaction? I mean, how was it for you? I mean, were were Wally yeah, fans really weird. happy? It's weird because it's like, you know, I'm a comic fan, and comic fans online aren't the nicest sometimes, <laughs> right? You know? yeah, but I, 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 because some of my friends just get, you know, it's just it's terrible. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure when like the Batman book thing comes out. Like there will be people that are just going to be angry. Um, but I, I've gotten nothing but love and I feel terrible about it. Like, you know, <laughs> you know because I, I have, I've been operating in like genre um, uh, stuff for a while now. So when I was on supernatural, I'll give you an example. When I was on supernatural, well, before that, when I was doing Scooby-Doo stuff, um, you know, this is the funny thing as a writer, especially in animated or live action stuff, you write something and then it goes through like a bunch of different hands, you know, so it's not going to be your pure script is going to appear on the, on the screen. But anyways, I would, I wrote the Scooby-Doo stuff and then it was like immediately getting tweets. It's like, you've ruined my childhood, you know? And I'm like, really? You know, <laughs> okay. I don't know what to tell you, you know? And so I thought I had known kind of, uh, anger. And then, and then I got on supernatural and that was another thing where it was like, we do 22 episodes. Uh, certain actors are only contracted for certain amount of episodes, like a certain yeah. amount of episodes. And they're like, we're using that guy in the important episodes, Jeremy, your episodes aren't important. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, <laughs> to me they are, but yeah, I understand right. what you're saying. Like, it's not critical to the overall plot. But I ended up doing these really fun episodes that fans were really upset. Why Why do you hate this person? Why aren't they there? And I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. uh, so I was ready for the deluge of just hatred. Uh, but instead, it's like, I feel like I'm the Pope. Like people, people have been really, really nice. And I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And But I got to tell you, I'm not going to lie. The pressure is building because right? you can't do that forever. Right. So, and, and also, and also like, I, I love this comic because it's a throwback comic. It's a comic that I would read when I was 10. There is fun and adventure and excitement. And yeah, is it, it's not adult. It's not like the threat isn't so much that you're like, oh my gosh, this is this is dark and twisted. It's not. I mean, it's not. Maybe it will be in the future, 
but at that point, I think people will hate me. Uh, but right now, this is just like, this is like turning on an episode of the A-Team. You're like, I know what's going to happen. They're going to get locked in the shed and they're going to make something awesome, you know, and they're going to break Murdoch out of the insane asylum. Like, so, so I kind of want to make the Flash like comfort food, funny, exciting. But I also am, am like, I've, I've, these weird things have happened. Like I've fallen in love with those kids. Like, and, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I really like these kids and I really like Linda and I really like this kind of, you know, Incredibles type family. It's like, oh, well, maybe the Flash is like the Fantastic Four of DC. I don't know, you know, like what is what are they? I don't know, but it's been really, really, really fun to to play with it and see where it goes. Again, yeah, I well, they could fire me tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> so well, it's yeah, all about I, sales, you know. I don't think that's going to happen because it it has been so fun. And again, you're you're tapping into what's best about Wally. What why a lot of people just love he's their favorite DC character. It's like right. that idea of, of hope and positivity. And right. you know, it comes through in the book and the way you're doing it. Talk to us a little bit about the issue where you, you had to turn the book as you were reading it. That was a really fun idea. Like how, how did you come up with uh, with that? Um, so I, it, it was born out of like, um, I read a lot of kids books to my kids. Right. And there, there, there are books like that that do little things, but what it, what had happened was I had just had an image in my head of, I, I don't know if I had seen a movie or something where somebody had talked to the audience and I go, gosh, it would be so cool if like there was a, you know, one, a wizard that like turned around and like talked to the, uh, the audience and, and said, you need, you need to do this. But the key for me, and it's so earnest. I mean, it's such an earnest comic book, but I'm such an earnest person is like going, you have to do this. You have to believe this is real in order <laughs> to have the fun, you know? Uh, it drives me crazy because I, uh, again, they, they did some things like they put the house ads, like turn the page and there's a house ad. I'm like, what are you doing to me? Or uh, the digital stuff. I begged them ahead of time, but again, we're just on a boat and we're going. So, uh, but yeah, so I had, I had like printed it out. Okay. This is what it's going to need to be. Wait, if we flip it this way, we have to change the, the, the pages and, and then, and then, then I don't know why they, they agreed to it. I love gimmick stuff. I, I Every once in a while, it's like, that's a fun thing to experience as a comic. And then I gave it to Fernando. I'm like, this is kind of what I want or whatever. And Fernando, I'm so lucky that my first time out, I got Fernando on Future State because I love him. And he he's from Spain. And he, does, he has to like translate everything I say. But it is like he reads my brain. And then he does it a thousand times better. But there was like, I said, oh, these like little gremlins are coming out after them. And then I get this sheet back with like 600 gremlins. And I'm like, uh, uh, like I'm feeling bad. Like I overworked him, but that's just how he is. He's just, he's over. I mean, everything is so detailed. It reminds me when I read X-Men with Jim Lee the first time, it was like, it's so mm -hmm. slick. It's so well done. The colors are so well. And so you know, getting it and then like seeing my nephew do it and just seeing him reading it. And suddenly he's like, you know, and then, and then, and then he's like, you know, and I'm like, oh, that was great. You know, this is so fun. I'm so much fun. I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, there's that, there's that comic where I had Dr. Fate was in it. And I, I was, I was looking for the icons. 
yeah, I, yeah. I, put back, I was uh, uh, when it was funny because uh, Jason and I, when in our reviews, I, I, I joked that it took me 15 minutes to find <laughs> those three icons. 15 minutes it took me a long time, and I thought I thought I got to be going crazy. I finally found them, but I was so glad I found them. And then when I found them, I go, "How could I miss them?" But I, I actually oh, quite enjoyed that. But uh, I had the same feeling because I told Fernando to put them in, and then I got the pages, and I'm like, "You didn't put them in." And he's, like, he's like, no, they're there. I'm like, they are? And I, and I went back and then it was like, but where? I can see like one, you know, and then I get the color proof and I'm still like, guys, I think you guys screwed up. I think you, I think you messed it up. And then it was, and it was like, and That's then when funny. you see it, you're right. It's like, when you see it, you're like, oh my gosh. Cause I was terrified. I, I can't tell you how many times uh, one of the books have come out with like, like there's a spelling error or a coloring error or something. And I just like, Oh, it, it breaks my heart. And so with this one, I, I had like videotaped myself, like, this is what it needs to look like when we turn the page. Like I was, I gave them like 10 different ways to please don't screw it up. And so when it happened, I was like scared to death because I saw a tweet that was like, I can't find these things. And I'm like, Oh no, you know, because it's one thing to get you to, you know, do whatever with the book. But then I, the kicker for me was like, and now you have to go back and you have to find yeah. those. Things. And it was such a, a, a funny thing uh, to do, but it was fun. It was fun. Again, it's, yeah. those are kind of the, the weirdo. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys are the same way. Like you've read comics for so many years and you think, man, uh, I wish, I wish we, I'd see this or I wish I'd do this. And then it's like, now I'm here. And, and they're like, how many ideas? I'm like, I've got like 40 years worth of ideas. So I don't know. I, like we can keep going, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's great. It's great fun. It is. Well, it's the other thing is that, you know, as a long time re- and, and, you know, may, you can tell us if, 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 you know, this was purposeful, the fact that it's, it's Dr. Fate, right. And Dr. There used to be some Dr. Fate backups in, in the flash books, Yes, but it was, it was like a modern, like, I love the fact that Fernando put him in, in like high top, you know, like yeah. Chuck Taylor. That, that was so cool. I was like, that just it's looks so cool. cool. It's like a more modern costume. Um, and yeah, I mean, his art is just fantastic. But but little things like that, like, of course, it's Dr. Fate, because back in the day, that was the backup in, in the Flash. So it's just fun. <laughs> it's just fun. I love it. And like I said, I mean, and if you read those old Flash books, they're crazy bananas. So anybody mm-hmm. can't say to me like, oh, your book's too, you know, Flash is about him running around the street fighting crime. I'm like, no, it's not. Like there was like these like underneath Central City, there's aliens that had like landed there. Like there's it's bananas. Like it's bananas, and they used to have the best covers back in the day. Right, and that Carmen Infantino, Flash looks pregnant. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. I mean, all of them did, like Batman and Superman or whatever. But I remember saying, you know, uh, Brendan had done the um, the one with you know the the, right here in the background where Doctor Fake's like pulling the 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 comic away and flashes like right. that and then when uh jorge i think came in and did the other one where it's like him reading the book with it on the cover i was like oh that's that's all i want is that like weird meta you know acknowledgement <laughs> and then just try to make it fit within that you know it is a one and done book but it, it tangentially uh you know is connected it's like having right. it a two-dimensional causeway to me. It's like, that's awesome. Now I've added that to the sandbox. That is a thing, you know, that anybody else could do it anytime, you know, um, which I thought was fun. Now, it was funny. My brother, I literally was going to end it with them just getting out uh, in Gem World, But my brother was like, oh, Jeremy, 
I just hate it when it's like, you know, like I'm the one reading it. Like he was the one who goes, just make one of the characters reading the book, you know, just give it to, and I was like, okay, I'll give it to Amethyst. I kind of played both sides there. So it's like, you know, she's the one who's like, oh, you know. And again, Amethyst and Gemworld's like one of those things I always thought, why haven't they done, I mean, they've done, they've done reboots every once in a while. But when you go back to the original Amethyst of Gemworld, it's like that to me is, why hasn't that been a major motion picture? It's crazy to me. It's like a little yeah. girl that becomes a big warrior princess in a, in a fantasy land. Like, it's crazy. Anyways, I'm rambling again. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you can tell this is how I write this book. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's fantastic. But I do want to touch on some other things. But Rocky, do you, yeah. Rocky, did you have any other flash questions before we touch on some other topics? Uh, not, not specific flash questions. I will ask this. Is there, what what are your, uh, what are your, what, what's the first thing you read? Like what, what's, what's on top of your read pile every week? I'm curious. Like are there top three, your top three for for DC Uh, that you read other than yourself? Oh, that was a good, that was a good clarifier. Because if you didn't say DC, I'd be like, oh man, did you read Jason Aaron's Thor run? It's like, you know, uh, or like Chip Sadarsky's, you know, Daredevil is like, well, that was great, you know. Uh, uh, Yeah, my, my stuff is, I, I try to hit Williamson's stuff because professionally he's kind of the one leading the pack and like he's i mean what is he he's writing like 50 books i don't know right like, <laughs> but, but i feel like they're they're all connected i really like his robin run right now just because i'm a huge martial art nerd so that that's kind of fun um for the dc stuff uh you know i i like i love tom taylor stuff i love everybody's stuff but i'm so behind like i i'm also really behind and i'm i'm doing a lot of like catch up on like the DC infinite app, you know, you would think they would give me free comics, but no. Uh, you know, so, so I'm also, also, by the way, it's like, I feel like it's my obligation to go back and try to read. And I have read a ton of flash books, but like to go back and, and there's a lot of flash books. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, but we're, we're getting closer to 800. I mean, 800 books of anything is crazy. And, yeah. you know, who knows if they're going to let me stay on this thing. I keep telling them, like, well, they're like, they, at one point, I think they were like, well, you know, you, I, I, we only want people to be on a book for like a year and a half. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, you I, literally have to say you're fired. <laughs> I got to tell you something. It's so good to hear you say that. It's so refreshing to hear that, that you're actually, go, you actually feel a little bit of an obligation to go back and read other yeah. flash books. I mean, because, you know, as, as a, you know, as a reader and just a, a lifelong reader for 40 plus years, man, I, sometimes I wonder, you know, there's occasionally a writer comes along and I wonder, have they ever read any past <laughs> issues of this character? And not only is your, your run great, but the fact that you're volunteering that it, you're very passionate. And I just, it just yeah. oozes out of this interview and I love it. <laughs> oh, well, well, thank you. But I mean, the flat, like I said, there's so much to mine in the, in the flash books, you know, uh, Williamson's run a, alone has so many speedsters but like wade's run had so much heart and you know pathos and like it's just i don't know it was it's there's so many cool things to do with it but also i'm one of those guys that wants everything to make sense a little bit too (laughs) you know so you know i'm in the chaotic continuity of dc comics and 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 they were kind of like yeah you can kind of pick and choose of which continuity works i'm like okay 
<laughs> you know, all right, uh, this is fine and this is fine. And, and um, you know, it, it's interesting. But I do have like this second year, if I can get past all the, the tie-ins, um, I have some really, really cool Flash-centric, neat ideas, stuff that I think will spawn a thousand other uh, ideas. But uh, it's been it's been fun, and and honestly, I I think the feeling when I got Flash, it did seem like no one really cared that much. Um, so so it's been really remarkable to see people being excited about it, and people talking about it, and people encouraging people to get it, and then um, and it's been doing well, you know. And I think uh, I they don't tell me the exact numbers. But I, I, people will always be like, oh, no, it's doing well. It's selling out of my store. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, I would love to know the exact numbers so I can see what, what I need to do. But by and, by and large, you know, I'll give my editors credit. They, they've, they've really let, left me to my own devices um, for a lot of stuff. And then, you know, they've told me like, oh, by the way, soon you're going to have to tie into this or tie into that. I'm like, okay, just let me know. You know? Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you're, you're you've brought Wally back as the head as the Flash as the headliner right. of the book, and and like you we we said earlier, Wally in his own words is talking about he's the hope in in right. in the DC universe. Which to me, when you talk about the different runs, you know, you know, obviously going all the way back to the first Flash post crisis from Mike Barron, and even even before Wally was sort of a depressing character. He was. He was right. dealing with that he wasn't that fast anymore, and then we found out it was all psychological because he was just so depressed and down on himself after Barry had died. And then even those early Mike Barron runs with the his parents and the yeah. you know the animosity between it, it was it wasn't a fun book. But as other writers came in, and you know the Wade era and Jeff Johns era, Wally really grew, and I think a lot of people grew up with him, and I think that's why he's he's so beloved. Uh, yeah, but. I mean that Jeff Johns run for me is is I mean that and the Wade run, um, but you're about to embark on another project. And again, we know you probably can't say a lot, but you're about to embark on another project with with Jeff um, yeah. that is very much at the heart of Flash because it's Flashpoint, which was the whole thing that kicked off the the new Fifty Two and started all the books over. What what yeah. what can you tell us other than you must be having a blast doing it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had never met Jeff, and um, and he's he's been an incredible collaborator. Tim and I and Jeff have just been kicking around ideas. And um, what can I tell you about it? What can I tell you about it? I will tell you that I am I am absolutely in awe of Zermanico's artwork for the mm. six issues. Um, it is hard to describe, but it is. Uh, this is how it feels a lot of times being a comic writer. It's like, why am I here? Cause these guys are so good. They're just magic people. And I get these, these, this, and, and I'm like, I gotta just take more words out because, because it's just too pretty, you know, or whatever. Or like, or they drew it so well. It's like, I don't need to say like, stop knave or whatever. It's like, it's all there. It's all in the, in the, in the artwork. Um, and, and he's been, he's been remarkable. I will tell you that I think, um, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting story. And it is full of emotion and it is full. It's playing in a, it's playing in that universe in a, in a, oh man, I can't tell you anything. I really can't. It's like, and you got, and you, and you probably get the impression that that's like killing me. You know? uh, 
And so again, it's a collaboration. So I have to sublimate some of my more fun and hopeful uh, impulses for this book because that's not what this book is, but that's okay. I mean, I am a, I'm, you know, I'm a, a varied writer that has done many different things. And so it's important for me just as a writer to do something a little more adult. Um, and that's what this book is. <laughs> that's good. Well, now I'm really curious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let, me, yeah. Let, me, let me see if I can ask a very, an extremely vague question, that, but that might give us a little bit of, of info. Not that I'm trying to trick you. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Do you do you feel like the story that you, uh, uh, Tim and Jeff are telling is it paying off? Maybe some some threads that were left dangling with with Flashpoint in the beginning of the New Fifty Two, or is it, or do you feel it's more building towards something for the future, or or is it both? I, I played the fifth. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. I like, wow. I feel like I'm going to get assassinated, you know, through a window. You're just going to see blood splatter on this camera. <laughs> they, I don't, I probably already said too much in this interview and now I'm fired. Like I turn around and it's like, Oh, you got an email. How did you know? The, um, yeah. Now we're going to bring in Jeff. Yeah, yeah. And Jeff's been like, waiting in the wings. Yes, <laughs> you know, that's funny. I mean, he uh, he he is very clever, and um, and Tim is very heartfelt, and I feel like I'm very much. Um, I like like I said, I'm a logic whore, and I'm also I I I want things to make sense. I also like big ideas. Um, so it all it all seems to work well together. We'll see. We'll see if it works at the end of the day. I think you see in the previews though, you see like that. I don't know if you've parsed the the whiteboard that Jeff uh put in issue zero that has all sorts of things on it. And I think that are all I think those are all Jeff kind of like we could do a thousand things from this. You know, and, uh, yeah, that, and that's the problem with with Jeff. He's got so many ideas, and when he puts out stuff like that, you never know what's actually going to make it in the story and what had to get cut. So it's like, you know, what, really no, that, I remember, I'm trying to think. I think it was Stephen Moffat or the one of the producers of Doctor Who a long time ago, and I remember reading an interview with him, and I loved it. And I, if I ever get uh, a significant amount of success, and I, I'm going, I'm going to exactly. He said, "Oh, I lie continually." Like, he's like, I lie in every interview. I lie about everything. He's like, so if I do slip up, no one will know because I've lied about everything <laughs> happening in the book. I was like, that's genius. <laughs> yep. Everything's got to be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, I yeah. don't know if you're, I don't know if you know Dinesh Sham Dasani, uh, you know, formerly Valiant. Now he's got a bad idea. He's the same way. He, yeah. You never know what are the truths and what are the where he's pulling your leg. But he does it with a straight face. So you never know with that guy. It's kind of that's funny. awesome. I always think of people like that. Let me let you off the hook and, and ask you about something that you you can uh, talk about because it's already out and we've read it. Uh, you know, we 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 touched on the Black Adam stuff for Future State. We talked a lot about Flash. One thing we haven't mentioned is the other Future State story that you got to do, which was a, a yeah. new version of Black Racer. Uh, yeah. This Jack Kirby fourth world character kind of modernized again. Something I'd love to see you go back to because we got so we, we barely got the, the the seeds of the of the story. But yeah. but how 
rewarding was it or how much fun was it to take a, a Kirby? I mean, you know, one of the greatest comic yeah. of all time. Uh, it had to be in a way intimidating, I would imagine. Like, what, what was your feeling? Was it more fun? Was it challenging? How was that it project? It was fun. I mean, you, you can tell between... Um, so so the future the, the story i don't know if you know the story but the story uh not about that but like the way i got involved was there was a call from dc to the animation de department at warner brothers and we we have a pretty good reputation in the animation world of doing faithful adaptations and really cool versions of comic oh, yeah. books and, and stuff like that so they said hey we want some writers um uh to come over and so you know, me and a couple of Tim and a couple of Megan Fitzmartin, who's on, um, uh, who I've worked with a lot, who's on Batman Urban Legends or whatever. Um, but we all went into a room and there's Dan Didio and he is just like, ah, you know, he's like super energy and he's like, we're going to do this thing called 5G and he's like pulling it up and I'm just like, I don't know what's happening, you know. And, uh, and, and so he's saying all this stuff and then we leave and it was funny because I met Tim and my friend at a, at a, a bar afterwards and i walk in and and they're like well what do you think jeremy i'm like what I, what do i think if someone asked you if you're a god you say yes like i'm like <laughs> just anything and so then i thought this is it this is my dream i'm going to be able to do a comic book and then it all blew up and then up. Uh, dan <laughs> dan left and and i was like oh man and then my editor at the time mike cotton he was talking with tim and he said, hey, I got this list of writers. What do you think of these writers? And, and, and he's like, oh, Jeremy's great. And so he called me. But I was also still in contact with the editor for the uh, world, uh, the Superman one. Right, World at War. Yeah. World at War. Yeah. yeah. And they said, oh, you're going you're gonna to do something with the Black Racer, kind of like a, a revamped version of Black Racer. Um, she's kind of like a... a she's kind of like a racer of some sort i'm like okay and um and then and then i i i still think that cotton i actually ended up putting pencil to paper or you know fingers to, to keyboard for the black adam stuff first and then the 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 black racer stuff the minute I started doing that, suddenly that showed up and it was like, oh, okay, now you can get started on that. And it was like, okay, I'm going to name her Tonda and it's going to be kind of like mech racing. And, and, mm -hmm. and then it's, again, it's a different tonally thing because you're talking about what happened to her and, and she sees death and then she kind of becomes the avatar of death. And, um, and I've often, it's one of the things I've asked recently about her and, what the state of that fourth world stuff is and could I play with her a little bit more in a, in a way, which would be really fun. I haven't really gotten any answers to that, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, but it was, it was, you know, it was cool. I think it's a cool little story. And, and to me, her power was like, we kind of, you know, she's not on skis racing after you. It's like, you know, she, she has this power, but she's able to kind of like pull metal and kind of make her own mech like you see her increase in size it's like she's suddenly doing this and this because she does become the avatar of death but i also wanted to give her a little a flair so she did something a little different um but it's something i would love to explore i love the fourth world stuff a lot um i love mr miracle a lot i one of the first things i pitched out here as a tv show was a was a hunger dogs you know tv show that i wanted to wanted to do uh with, <laughs> 
Scott Free and kind of like Battlestar Galactica, you know, because it's very epic. But I wasn't intimidated. I was more excited. And I was also scared to death that when I turned in pages that, you know, I'm like so full of the imposter syndrome. I'm like, oh, please just tell me it's okay. You know, just please tell me it's okay. <laughs> and uh, they didn't, they, they were like, yeah, it's great. It was, it was just so lag. I was like, okay, okay, it's just great. Okay, great. Okay. And it was even like the Black Adam stuff when I was getting those pages back. Like, this is bananas. And and that and you can tell when you read the Black Adam stuff, I'm just getting my sea legs because <laughs> I am figuring out page turns and I'm figuring out, oh my gosh, I maybe I shouldn't have so much dialogue here. You know, like there's so much I'm learning in that moment. Um, but boy, that was fun too. I mean, it was fun to be able to have Black Adam utter shazam in the vacuum of space and then to get you know hit by it uh from the remnants of earth you know stuff like that i was like oh i love this you know that's the stuff that i can't believe they let me do this you know yeah it's so so fantastic and probably my favorite visuals of the entire future state that black adam story what fernando did is it is it is it easier now that you guys have been working together for so long is it easier to write your scripts now you get to go shorthand because you guys are on the same page yeah, he he's so exacting. I mean, I thank goodness because I'm not as detail oriented of a person that I should be, and so I'll write things down. He'll do, he'll do them, but he'll ask me before. It's like, hey, I have these questions, and it, and he'll ask some questions. And then what I really love is he he owns his art in a way that when inks and colors come back, he is so on top of it and saying like, Hey, the contrast needs to be here. And and this needs to be doing here. Because if you ask me, it all just looks really good. You know what I mean? I'm just like, Oh, this just looks good. And if they said, Oh, but what do you think about the red? I'm like, huh? It just looks good. Like I'm such a Luddite when it comes to it. But you know, I mean, so much comics, it's like 80% of it is just their, their magnificent genius. And uh, Jeremy Cox has been doing a lot of the colors and he's been fantastic and the lettering. It's all, it, it is a super collaborative exercise. And I mean, I benefited from animation because animation is extremely collaborative too. So I think that coming from that, this is, you know. Yeah. You, you already had to learn that lesson of get, get out of the way and let the visual guys do the visuals because they'll yeah. make you look good. Oh my gosh. I, I would much, I mean, Growing up, I would, it was always about like, oh, I wonder what this, how cool this looks, you know? Yep. Like I said, when I was reading the Jim Lee run on X-Men, it was like, oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> or Liefeld stuff, it was like, oh wow, I've never seen this, you know? I mean, at the time, it was like, and then McFarlane, like all that kind of era of stuff. But then even before, you just knew when you, you picked up something that was really awesome and it just told the story for you and you didn't have to, it, there was a moment. I remember there was a moment where it just like comics got too wordy for me. I'm like, Oh gosh, man, like this, all right, I gotta, I gotta drag myself yeah. through this like full page of word yeah. bubbles. And it's like, yeah. even in the X-Men run now, it's like, Oh, you're giving me a sheet of instructions. I can't do it. Let's just get it. <laughs> yeah. Those Claremont X-Men comics can be, uh, yeah, really, really worth Yeah, but, you know, the Dark Phoenix saga was like, oh, yeah. That was everything. That was everything. When Wolverine gets like his his weight increased and he gets smashed down into the sewers, and that last victory was like, now it's my turn. I was like, oh, Wolverine. And like, you know, you're, you're so pumped. But that, and, and, and for DC, for me, it was like the Justice League International, uh, mm. that, you know, JM and uh, Keith Giffen and, and uh, get to be able to, oh, my gosh, like, 
the fact that I got to work in the uh, the Legion of Doom issue. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Like it was yeah. like they were telling me like, yeah, you you can do. Chem-. I'm like, what did you say? You know? <laughs> and then to be able to do it. And it just was so funny to me. It was so there's that that panel, and I wrote it, and I just couldn't believe how funny it was. Where he he super slaps Lex Luthor, and I and Luthor's just like, <laughs> like I can't believe you slap me. And I just keep thinking, how did I get how did we get Kevin McGuire to do this? This is so great. Like it makes me so happy. Yeah, there's still, still nobody who does facial expressions better than Kevin. He's he's amazing. Yes, he did this one. I'm so tangent, but he did this Batgirl. I don't know if it was like an annual or whatever. And it was Babs. It was like chasing after Catwoman. Oh, was, yeah. That was a dirty issue. Was that, yeah, of- was it him or was it Amanda Connor? I can't remember because she does really good too. But no, it was Kevin McGuire. Yeah, it was. It was. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was howling because it was like a nudist uh, club or something. I know. They go through like, yeah. They they went through like a like every, they were nude at one point. Yeah, the and so Brad girl's like, I'm not gonna let her get away. You know, she's like, <laughs> I was like, this is so funny. It was such a funny issue. He so, makes everything a thousand times funnier. I got yeah. a I got I got a question because yeah. you know you mentioned you've been here like it's basically just been over a year for you writing all these yeah. comics and you've I'm trying to think of a of a of another writer who has in a single year had the opportunity you have had to play in the sandbox the extent that you have with the number of characters that you've been able to write and done a very good job doing it. And oh, with, that, with, like that. you said, with, you know, by your own admission, with, with a high degree of praise. And I mean, I, we could rattle them off, even them, JSA, Dr. Fate, Justice League, Dark Eclipse, Superman, Animal Man, Legion of Doom, Black Adam, Future State. My God. My question <laughs> is, is there one comic book other than the one you did with your daughter, which I'm sure at your heart is probably your favorite one. But other yeah, than that, uh, other than that, is there one that stands out that uh, that you've enjoyed the most that sort of high, is a highlight uh, other than, of course, the one you, with your daughter? The one with my daughter, yeah. Um, oh, that's tough. Because I really like the annual. I really do. Yeah. Um, the, just, the Flash annual? Yeah, and it means a lot to me because I, I like the Roy. I like I like the emotion of it. Um, but the book before that, it might be that one. It's the one with uh, Kevin McGuire, but it also has the conversation with Ira as she's grown up, and that meant a lot to me too. Because yeah. as as a parent, that's all I want, you know, is to know that my daughter's okay, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and she she not only says she's okay but she you know she says i'm a hero you know and i've learned this from you and and we see that flash planet and and there's all this stuff that I, by the way i'm like i know where that that planet is it's not mercury uh <laughs> but i know exactly where it is and i i want to introduce it um <clears throat> so that meant a lot because again like to me the idea of being able to sit down with your your daughter and 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 in the book, it kind of sends Wally in a different direction because not only at the beginning of his arc in 768, he doesn't he doesn't want to do this anymore and he doesn't want to put his family through it. But that was a huge turning point of him realizing, like, it's it's also a responsibility of his to train up the next, you know, next group of heroes, the next generation of heroes. And it was also me kind of like taking a shot at Jeff a little bit too. Like Jay's not becoming a turtle, not under my watch. You know, he's not, he's like, I'm, not I'm not letting him become a bad guy. Forget it. I was like, yeah, that's me telling everybody like, oh, no, 
not on my watch. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and to me, it shows that DC's got the right writer on the flash because, you know, you're, you're again, not to repeat myself, but the issue that means the most to you is again, it's an issue of looking toward the positivity of the future. Wally yeah. is hope, you know, he really is the, the, the hope and, and, and Jeff himself, you know, in that rebirth, issue you know that like honestly he, he made grown men cry with that yeah. rebirth issue when barry and wally touched uh so well, flash uh, fantastic it's like, here. in flashpoint it's all emotion that last scene where it's like bruce gets the letter it's just like oh you know it's it's gut-wrenching it's uh he's he's very much yeah i i I hope I can lead with that. I mean, I have big ideas, but it's always, I do it. I found that writers, there's like two types of writers generally. This is a mass generalization, but there are people that start with the premise of like, I want this to be about tragedy. And then there are people that start with the premise of, wouldn't it be cool if a robot came back in time, you know? <laughs> and I'm definitely that one. And then they both end up in the same place. It's just learning learning who you are as a writer. Like I'll come up with a big idea, but also through exploring that idea, try to discover what it actually is about emotionally. And um, yeah, it's been interesting because I, I definitely, I err. I mean, you, you've, you've read it. Like there are books that are just like, you can pick this book up, you can read it and you can put it down. And, mm -hmm. and it's not, you, the obligation isn't like, Oh gosh, I gotta, I gotta pick up the next book because that can be tiring too. So I just want to be able to give enough variation. I want people also to be able to go to this book and be like, I don't, this book is bananas. Like one week he's with gem world. The next week, he, you know, somebody's putting a weird device on people's heads, you know? And it's like, you know, that sort of thing. It's like, I, I don't want it to be, I want it to, I do want it to be unexpected in terms of it's not your normal flash fair as we've seen it recently. It's a little right. different, a little more globetrotting. And, um, and that's that's been fun, but like you said, it, it is about hope with Wally, and because, you know, he's gone through so much. So mm -hmm. the idea that he, above all, has been through so much, and he's come out the other side, and he's seen how, and that's why that's why I think the Flash Annual is so important. It's like you can, you have to stay until the miracle happens. You know, you can't leave, and and the meta of it too is in the world of superheroes, we know that death doesn't necessarily mean death you know mm -hmm. we know and and i think wally above all probably understands that better than anybody and so he's always holding out hope and that's why he's holding out hope for villains to be heroes and holding out hope for all sorts of stuff like that and um and i i like that empathy that he has for for people yeah and and again it, you well said. you you write Wally's voice so fantastically well, but the over, like if somebody asked me to sum up the flash book in one word, I would use the word you use. It's fun. It's just, that's the thing. And comics should be fun. So uh, we really appreciate you taking the time, uh, oh, Jeremy, thank you. to talk to us Absolutely, today. Absolutely, man. Uh, sorry I rambled so much. I'm <laughs> no, not, not, not at all. Uh, we'll definitely be bugging you to come back when you can say more about yeah. Flashpoint Beyond, maybe after a few issues have dropped. It'd be great to, <laughs> yeah. to pick your brain. Uh, but if people want to follow along, uh, pick your brain about uh, issues of Flash, or let you, uh, or let them give you their thoughts on on the latest issue. Where's the best place to follow your work online? Just uh, Twitter, Space Kicker, Space Kicker. <laughs> that's that was uh, that's the name uh, on Twitter, and, and and that's the easiest way to follow me. And yeah, that's where I am. Great, fantastic. 
we'll put that uh, that Twitter link in the show notes, everybody, so you can go click there if you're having a hard time finding him. So again, uh, best of luck with the the future projects. Uh, Thank you. I'll be more than, more than happy to hear that you're writing more than more than one book. Uh, a Mr. Terrific book from you, I think, would be in oh, order. Uh, an Animal Man so book. I, yeah. Come on. Me, the Mr. Animal, Terrific yeah, the, is back to Blind's Eye is the greatest thing ever. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Well, here's the other thing. Rocky and I were talking about this earlier today. I wasn't the biggest fan. Like, talk about really heavy, dense, almost yeah. depressing books. The latest Animal Man, Man book was a little that for me. Yeah. I'd love to have your more fun take on Animal Man. Going back to his, his roots of yeah. you know, when he was, it was a little more, what not that what Grant did which I feel informed the, the new 52 book a lot. Uh, yeah. th- that's its own thing, but let's get him back. I mean, the fact that his powers are, he can, you know, imitate animals. I mean, yeah. there's an absurdity there. Let's get back. There's to some totally of that. So that would absurdity. Be, yeah. Yeah. So that would be I another one. I, I think, I think that now that Maxine's, uh, uh, you know, in the flash world, which, by the way, they're like, they're like, he lives in San Diego. I'm like, not anymore. And then they're like, <laughs> and then it was just kind of like, okay. okay <laughs> whatever. Okay. Nobody's using them anyway. I get, well, they can come over for dinner now. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, we'll see what I can get away with. But yeah, that I, I agree. I think Animal Man, I think, I don't know if you ever read the Terrifics, but that was really fun too. Yeah, um, yeah it was. And, yeah, Jeff and, and, yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. And, uh, like I said, I, I I have an affinity for that. I would I I'm desperate to get my hands on Ted Cord at some point because that was a that was a huge um, oh man. That was one of the first. Well, the Charlton book with Ted Cord was one of the first ones yeah. I ever picked up. And uh, yeah, well, a, give I'm Dan a, Jurgens a call. I'm sure he won't mind. Oh no, I, he's he's doing fine. But you know that Ditko. You know when they I that, I told Jeff this actually. It was one of the first things I said to him. Was like I go. You wrote one of the best head cord stories and then immediately made me hate you at the end of the story because you had Max Lord shoot him in the head. And I was like, I was so angry as a fan. I was so angry. And then, and then they brought Jaime Reyes and I was like, I'm not going to, I don't care about Jaime Reyes. And I was like, I was all snotty about it, you know, like how stupid, another blue beetle. There's only one blue beetle, you know? And then, and then I read it and then I was like, Oh, I get it. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, from from our lips to DC's ears, uh, we would be very very happy to uh, to see you on some other books. But uh, anyway, like I said before, Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a, it's been a yeah. blast. Uh, make sure all you listeners, make sure you're picking up the Flash. We give it our highest possible recommendation. We cover it every every week. It comes out on DC Spotlight. So go back and listen to this last week's DC Spotlight for our thoughts on uh, seven seventy eight. Uh, and make sure you're following uh, Jeremy on Twitter. So uh, thanks for joining us as always, and we will talk to you next time. See you later. Thanks. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. 
All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.